Geeks! Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Geeks! The world's Geeks! number one Geeks! Geeks! podcast recorded in this very room. The Tessellate Death Star right here in Venice, Los Angeles. Every week we pack seven days of video game, movie, entertainment news into one single toe-curling digital show for your convenience and enjoyment. If you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, you can follow us on all the social medias. Where can they do that, Alex? That's right, at We Are Tessellate. Two S's, two L's, a brand new website just around the corner, sneaking up Al has it. Up in time for Halloween. <laughs> Alex has it. And I have it. What do you have? Chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, for now, you can grab our content over at our sister website, moviemamas.com. As always, we don't ask for your money. We'll never put sponsored product on you. We'll never, ever enable ads on YouTube. Our jobs are we make movies. We do this because apparently... It Ooh. makes money. We I'm make like... big cash. That's cash. <laughs> cash for kings. Yeah. Welcome to the Sleepy Sleepy Podcast. I'm your host, Al White. I've never been fishing. I just bought my second <laughs> Moog and I've spent the better part of my life misusing the word opaque. Woo! Joining me today to my left. <laughs> Romeo. That was really good. Romeo and Juliet. Alexander Chad. Hello. To my right. <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer, Nate Hurts. Mm. Mm, can, you Nate. Me, can you tell me the connection uh, between those two films, by any chance? Who's, who is the actor or actress that joins those two We're films? not at the quiz yet, buddy. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. And Romeo and Juliet. For people who are just listening, that's a disturbing <laughs> sound. Uh, I don't know. Who? What? Tell us. Paul Rudd. It was Paul Rudd. Romeo and Juliet, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. This is episode 15. Let me tell you a little bit. That means that this podcast is now of legal age to watch a 15 certificate film in the UK, to play a 15 certificate video game in the UK, or to have a part-time job for a specified number of hours dependent on whether it's a school day, a weekend, or a school holiday. I say or, they can do both of those things. Okay. They but our podcast can't have consensual sex. No consensual sex yet. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up in England... The law was if you're a boy, you could have sex what age you wanted to, but if you're a girl, you had to be of 16 years of age, which didn't make any sense to me. I have no idea what So you were five now. and getting about. Yep. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> so. Catfish dinner. How you boys doing? It's a sleepy day. We're all, we're pretty tired, but then quite pumped because yeah. we, we just watched the Star Wars trailer. But anyway, Alex, how's your week? Uh, my week's been very good. I um, have had a very inspired week creatively. Uh, I have been reading a book called Sick in the Head, which is a book um, by Judd Apatow, where he, uh, it's just a list of conversations and interviews uh, that he's had with comedians since he was 15. So when he was 15, he he's grown up loving comedy, loving comedians, uh, and his high, one of his high school teachers let him start a high school radio show. So he would email, email, <laughs> they didn't have email. Like <laughs> He'd uh, write or call his favorite comedians management companies and say, I work for this radio station, not saying that it was a high school radio station, get an interview, and then they would be pleasantly surprised when a 15-year-old would turn over their door. Pleasantly surprised? <laughs> yeah, I'm quite shocked. But, but he said they were all very generous and kind with their time, and so it's, it's a bunch of interviews which he is conducted since that time, since the 80s up until now. And it's just a really, really interesting read sort of uh, into not just comedy, but people um, that are just kind of like 
putting themselves on the line and creating stuff, Intruding which is kind of what we're all houses. what we're all doing or trying to do. So, who's the most interesting uh, interview that you've read? Um, so far, um, <laughs> Amy Schumer one was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't really know much of work. What I've seen, I haven't been a huge fan, but she just talked about. Um, it, it was not funny from a creative point of view. It was just funny because she told a story about when she took a guy home and he had a massive penis. <laughs> and she said, you know, you think you always want to see something like that, but then, you know, it's like, like, like a unicorn. You always dream of seeing it, but then if you ever saw one, you'd just say, that's a horse with a weapon on its head. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she, she had to tell the guy to go home, basically, because it didn't oh. work. She was like, if I was in my 20s, I would have given it a good old college try. Um, but I had Olive, Olive Garden leftovers in the fridge. So I told him to go home. So that was just very hilarious. Uh, so good interviews were... Uh, I think that's the best advert for Olive Garden. Yeah, there you go. So that was very Olive funny. Garden, better than a massive cock. Yeah. The, the sort of inspiring ones creatively were... Chris Rock's interview was really good in Gary Shandling. Um, oh, cool. Also, what else have I done this week? I've seen two bands. I saw The Districts on Saturday night. Um, I forgot the name of the venue. Terragram, downtown. Uh, and on Sunday at the El Rey Theatre, I saw Of Monsters and Men. Which is that, was, is that uh, the one that was the fancy one you sent me? Yeah, yeah. Small, intimate venue. Uh, it was, And, and they, there was no support band. They just came out and played for like two hours. Yay. Yeah. Cool. She's like, came out. She's like, in a cool Icelandic accent. She's like, we're going to play you a lot of songs. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then there was a guy like grinding up on his girlfriend and was bumping Bethany. It was really awkward. And then he got into a fight with said girlfriend and left. A physical fight. Like well, I don't know. They were just like arguing. So, um, they were so I've been inspired by music and, uh, and uh, some reading. So. What do you do with this inspiration? Masturbate. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I you really shouldn't be allowed to do these podcasts without a lady present. Uh, today, no. Well, I mean, I've, it's sort of just been deciding what to do. I've felt like a uh, little outlet that I want to do that in at the moment is is writing, uh, whether that be grabbing a guitar and writing some music or writing uh, for the screen. And speaking of that, finish the web series today. Hey, today. Really? Yeah. Like done. Like uh Ty and I put in Dude, a, that's awesome. Yeah, we put in a 5 5 hour session today. Got it done. Uh we're going to reconvene on Thursday and um we're going to just sort of do a reading of it together. Can you um, please email it to me? We will we will share once uh, probably at the end of the week just once we have this last meeting and do a reading of it and just refine a few things and Awesome. Yeah, it's very exciting. We're really happy with uh, where we've landed it. So, yeah, I can't wait to share. Awesome. Cool, man. Super excited. Nate, how's your week, man? Oh, it's been good, yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot uh, a lot of work. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> and, oh, and I worked on, I got to work on Al's film, which we was an honor and a privilege and a lot of fun. Um, yeah. We started from... <laughs> One o'clock on um, uh, Saturday and uh, yeah, one o'clock on Saturday and finished up at nine thirty a.m. on Sunday. So it was definitely a the the highlight of my week. And what else happened? Uh, And you managed to fit in some gaming in between somehow. I did when you should have been sleeping. Yeah, (laughs) did you? Yeah, I played a little Grand Theft Auto because I couldn't sleep. He won. He like 
if we were gonna some people were gonna sleep in our house and then eventually everyone was like no fuck this i'm just gonna drive home mm-hmm. when we kind of finished our setup much later than we intended and i was well no i'm gonna sleep here i'm not gonna drive back i'm just gonna go on the sofa um and had a weird experience where the lady house owner who was really mean and then really nice I woke up to her placing a blanket over me in the middle of the night, and it's a little creepy because in my dream I was like, "Who are you? I accept your gift." Was she naked? <laughs> uh, no, she was sad, even more naked. Um, it wouldn't have taken much to though. You would have, yeah. I think you wouldn't have had to do much. No. But Nate, uh, Nate went back just for a few hours, and he was like, "Shit, I've got to go because we're late, and I've got to pack because I'm going to San Diego tomorrow. I've got this wedding thing to go to." I was like, "Shit, I felt, I felt really bad because I kept him quite late." Mm-hmm. And then he turns up. Early on time because Nate's awesome. And I'm like, how did you get some sleep? I like, ah, played some Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> That's what I did. Shit. And then yeah. the same day, you I mean, went I went to, San to dinner Diego. too. Well, yeah. And then on Sunday, um, an old like high school friend of Melissa was getting married in um, in San Diego. So pretty much went home, showered, got in the car, drove to San Diego, got dressed, and now you're here, just in time for like the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play uh, some more when you got back home that day? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, did you? Actually, I, I haven't been home. Right? Oh. Because I went from the wedding, we spent the night in San Diego, and then I say spent the night, but the wedding party kept us up all night. And then um, I had meetings um, through my corporate gig like all day, and then a lunch thing with a friend in, in Venice, and blah, blah, blah. Actually, this got way too specific, huh? No, it's supposed to be like times. highlights. I want like going in. See, this is what happens when I'm tired. Is what I did just... you eat for your lunch? What was your, did you have a sides? Uh, well, we sort of decided to share. So we got like three things. We got the chicken skewers. We got the uh, Szechuan noodles. How much ice was in your it glass? Wasn't, it was no Chengdu, but they were good Szechuan noodles. You'll have to tell me about Chengdu later. <laughs> we'll go into that. Yeah. I don't um, know. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, we're talking about Chengdu taste. Chengdu. That's Chengdu. Let me know later. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Could I just say sell we'll something about old. gaming? Talking about gaming, yeah. Uh, NBA Two K Sixteen. I am in my second NBA uh, season. Cross season. Yeah, sorry, season. Wow. I, am, I am now a starter for the Denver Nuggets. We were coming last in the oh, Western Conference. Uh, now Is this we're good, dude. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm, I got into the rising. <laughs> I was selected for the All Star Weekend to compete in no. the dunk contest three-point contest, and the Rising Stars game, which I became the MVP. He's just speaking a lot. I think things are going well. Is that good? Are you happy? Oh, yeah. Is it those new shorts? Do they help uh, you out? There are some new shorts, and I also just signed a uh, deal with Jordan. The, but it's, you, the have, you, signed, an, but you oh. signed an NDA, right? So you can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep an eye out on some of my stuff. It's oh, getting way too real. <laughs> if you're a viewer in Jordan, <laughs> keep your eye out for Alexander Judd. That's awesome, man. Well done. Well, that's, that's a good round of applause yeah. for you for that. Hey, well. you know what? Because, you know, I was happy about the screenplay, but honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Second, My NBA pro career is going. How do you not lead with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm being modest. <laughs> okay, got you, got you. Cool. Al, what have you yeah. been doing other than uh, uh, see a film this weekend? Yeah, we made this short film called Girls, um, which we are yeah, just going to go on a quick post on. So that will be up for Christmas. Can you tell us who's in it? Uh, yeah, it stars Shannon Hollander. And Haruka Abe. Abe. I think that's how you say Abe. it. I don't know when she corrected us last time when she, she guessed did. it. Uh, yeah, two of my favorite people and two of my favorite actors. Um, yeah, yeah, they who did a phenomenal job. They really did like 10, 11 pages of dialogue. 
Um, I could just talk shit on them now if I wanted because no one listens to this podcast, so they're not going to listen to it. But they were fucking amazing. And they did a great job in rehearsals and on set they lifted the bar a long, 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 long way. That's lucky. Um, and we had a good little tiny crew, but everyone worked very hard. It was a very difficult camera maneuver and it was a good challenge. We had some problems, um, but we got through it. Yeah. And now we're at that bit where you get to the end and you're like, oh, here's the mess that I have. What do I do with this? Yeah. Um, so now we'll figure that out, but we'll get there. Um, and Nate was, yeah, everyone just kept coming. I found it, honestly, at first I was like, oh, I'm so proud because I was like, Nate's been amazing. And Nate's, you know, an actor and then a director. And mm-hmm. I know you kind of do producing on your own stuff and things mm-hmm. and, you know, wear lots of hats. But you were my first AD or my only AD and doing lots of other things as well. I'm acted like a producer as well. On it. And you did everything so fucking well that people just kept coming up to me and going, Nate was amazing. Like, Nate was so good. At first I was like, oh, that's so nice. This is my friend Nate. I'm so mm. proud of him. And everyone's like, immediately got, A, one of the nice guy he is, which is an AD. It's better than you, Al. <laughs> yeah. No one fucking said well done to me. On. But everyone's being nice to Nate. And so like, by the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Fuck Nate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, did anyone come up to you and Al and be like, excuse me, uh, do you mind just getting Nate a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's like a nightmare. <laughs> Dude, it was like a time when I did a gig. It was one of the best gigs we ever did. It was in Portsmouth. And it was the most exciting one we did. It didn't have the most people, but it was a big room and quite a lot of people. And we were supporting um, you know, on our Sparkles thing. And they had a proper, it was the only time I've ever done it where there's a proper runway in front of you for the press, like below the stage. You're really high up for once. And there's a proper gap where the crowd can't go because that's where the press go. And then they're taking photos. And you felt really important. And yeah. we got into a stride at that point. We did a great gig. I was quite proud of us. That was one of the better mm-hmm. ones. Came down from stage, this girl came running at us, like through the crowd, came running. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get my first like actual fan who comes running up to your office straight past me, straight to my bassist <laughs> to give him a huge hug Aww. and say how awesome he was. I was like, fuck this. Dude, so it's always the bassist or the drums. I fired the bassist. Yeah, there you go. It's the only way but that's the thing that on thing. set. It's like, it's like everyone's like, good job. That's awesome. Except to the director and the director's all, because the director's in charge, you know? And I think everyone, no, I, I know like, that's the thing. It's like, it can be a lonely... Uh, a it's lonely... a lonely road. It is. Anyway, no one understands. No one sees what's in your brain. I hope no one sees what's in my brain. <laughs> How I'm going to use oh, this dear. footage. Oh, boy. Um, what else I did? I watched some films. We're still going through the, my greatest 50 horror films of all time, so we're watching a whole bunch. You um, guys went and saw Crimson Peak. Yeah, we went to see Crimson yeah. Peak. Yeah, we did that. Oh, that, that was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We've basically been dating all week. I know. We've been seeing... We saw a lot of each other this week. And uh, For our uh, listeners, they are, in fact, holding hands right now. Uh, both have no pants on, and uh, and I'm both hard. hands, both hands, I'm, yeah, both hands, and they have matching nipple rings, so <laughs> connected by a chain. Just, connected by just, a chain, it just felt right. No, but dude, Crimson Peaks was sick. Like I, I thought that movie was. Did you not like it? I kind of liked I, it. I, I, I really liked it. I've also kind of forgotten it. Um, yeah, it felt again like we're talking before. It felt like a glamour film to me, where it was beautiful production, beautiful world, um, great you know visual ideas great creatures mm-hmm. great overall mood and story narrative mm-hmm. but just soulless to me in terms of really what happened and just kind of too i couldn't connect to anyone was it um, too like too hollywoody too like polished necessary. there's just something about all of his films where i love him and his ideas like i think we said last week or whatever, but you i know, just don't connect to any of them he has a funny habit like in like these heightened moments of getting very tarantino hmm. do you know what i mean like like uh the dialogue is like this sort of, I thought it was really beautifully written for the most part. It yeah. was like really nice. And then like there'll be a scene where some a character will say something like, and stay down. And you're like, what? There's some very 
very unintentionally funny moments in that film, particularly yeah, in a yeah. crowd. A lot of people are like laughing at just weird looks and sort of over-dramatized things. It's very over oh, really? the top, yeah. It's very theatrical. Um, but then you do have yeah, these lovely little moments as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I would thoroughly recommend it. It was a great visual film. It was quite refreshing. Yeah. Um, and I love... I really enjoy all the great Guillermo's films. I yeah, just, they're like... They're fun. I just didn't love it. But we got to see it in Chinese theater and I love seeing anything there. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I rewatched The Collector and I rewatched Lake Placid. And um, yeah, and we've been playing Uncharted, the collection. Got through the first, no, not the first one. Ignore the first one because you should. And well, then played the second one, and we're just on the third one now, which is really weird going back to it because Uncharted Two was always my favorite. And now I'm interested because I think the third one might be my favorite. Hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. Cool. And Haruka left sadly uh, just today. Just took it to the Haruka. Do you want me to loosen my jaw for the blowdown while you? Yeah. So Nate, time for your blowdown. Nate's blowdown. All right, here we go. Warner Brothers' new take on the sequel motif amounts to taking pre-existing franchises and pitting them against each other in what I call sequels squared. Uh, The obvious example, of course, being Batman vs Superman coming out in March. But do you remember Freddy vs. Jason? Yes. Well, coming soon is... 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 Godzilla vs. King Kong in 2020. Yeah, this sounds cool. Yeah. It's uh, Hatching from the Godzilla sequel coming out in 2018 and the King Kong prequel, Kong Skull Island, releasing on March 10th, 2017. So it's coming up. But this Kong has no connection to Peter Jackson Kong? That's a good question. I don't Val, think so. Do you know anything about it? Mm-hmm. Does this King Kong have... It's got no connection to the it's Peter the Jackson King Kong. I believe, yeah, because it's the same production company, isn't it? Um, that was Warner Brothers as well. So, oh, that was like set in the 20s, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, so this is a prequel. So really, it's irrelevant. Oh, it's a prequel. Yeah, it's okay. A prequel. I see. But um, this means a collaboration between Warner Brothers and Legendary and continues the trend Marvel and Sony made with sharing Spidey between their franchise universe. So it's happening now. These cross deals are making making sense to a lot of high-level execs. I think that's cool. I, could, uh, I like it. That could be fun. Godzilla yeah. and King Kong duking yeah. it out. The old one was pretty fun, and it's very hard to find the old one. So. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah. Next up, uh, Robert Rodriguez is directing the James Cameron production Manga anime adaptation, Battle Angel Alita. Do you know that, by the way? Are you familiar I with I do. I was a big fan. It's Battle Angel and Alita when uh, Manga Entertainment started bringing anime over to the UK in 92, I think it was. Around about then. Well, uh, yeah. That was one of the first ones they brought over a couple of years later in. Because there, there were very few films that were coming out. So you'd watch any anime film that came out over and over and over again. And that was one of them. And it was really good. It's very sad. It's, kind of, it's like Pinocchio, but with a robot. Um mm. And it was great. And James Cameron bought the rights a long time ago. Long yeah. Time ago. And he's been trying to find the time to direct it. But uh, long since uh, Avatar came out. But um, um, Robert and I 
have been looking for a film to do together for years, so I was pumped when he said he wanted to do Battle Angel. Are we in He's quote very right now collaborative. We, yes, we are in quote. <laughs> and when I got to the end, I was going to tell you who said it. Oh, okay. But Robert, in the first sentence, might give you the idea that it was Cameron. Anyway, I'll switch straight to Robert's response. They're basically, voice, right? they're basically stroking each other off. Battle Angel, Battle Angel is an incredibly rich, and vibrant <laughs> epic in the tradition of Jim Cameron's spectacular, character-driven films. Getting to work from Jim's terrific and visionary script while learning the cutting-edge techniques, inspiring. That was, that was uncanny. It's an honor to exactly like Robert. Was <laughs> that uncanny? Anyway, they stroke each other off in a quote that I'm not going to finish. I'm kind of I'm excited about it because I yeah I hate James Cameron but I love Battle Angel and not enough uh, manga is getting turned into films. Well, we're going to get to another one in a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I love Robert Rodriguez or how it used to be. So I would hope. But I, my worry is here. James Cameron loves CGI. Robert Rodriguez recently does everything without leaving his home. He just yeah. uses his big green screen he's got there. So this could just end up as You're a talking about CGI. the Sin City movies, right? I remember all of his fucking movies since he did Spy Kids 2. Because he has his ranch. And oh, other than the machete right. ones, he just, he just doesn't leave. He doesn't have to leave. He's got his soundstage. He's got his music studio. Oh, he's right. got his editing base. He's got an actual... Like he's got everything there, so he never has to leave his home. Yeah, I heard him talking about this in the Mark Marin podcast, and it's and go, but, I yeah, mean, that's great. He's that's like, I get to see my kids every day, and they run through the studio. Yeah, I'm like, that's the dream. fucking dog, buddy. Some of us have to fucking show up to work. Anyway, <laughs> he makes worse films though because of it. That's the problem. He makes worse films because of that. Everything is so easy yeah. that he never thinks, well, let's go do a location, do something real. That's what used to be great. Like From Dust Till Dawn, Desperado, El Mariachi. Yeah. Even Once Upon a Time in Mexico when he got to that, they were real films with real props, real locations, and he felt he was a gritty filmmaker. Well, you know, and dude. now he's just this fucking, you know. I think it's kind of amazing though. It's like full circle, right? Because he pioneered gritty filmmaking, you mm-hmm. could say, right? Like, he was one of the proper gorillas, yeah. Of our yeah. yeah. And ta- like in this Mark Maron uh, podcast with him, you hear him talking about the scrappy, fucked up shit he did to like make his first yeah. movies. And he's I give that guy major respect. And now he's really, when you listen to him, he's like a businessman. He's mm-hmm. like talking about his production company more than the work. It's like, yeah. you know. He's a smart man and he makes a lot of money. He just makes shit films now. Yeah. Agreed. But we uh, missed reporting last week um, on Marvel's announcement that their new TV show for ABC, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter is going to be Damage Control. I'm sorry, I I misread that. But Damage Control is the new show, and it focuses on a a cleaning crew that specializes in dealing with the aftermath and, like, the unique destruction that's caused from superhero conflicts. Wow, that sounds cool. Like, you got the plasma jelly all over the Jumbotron, and (laughs) someone's got to scrub it clean. That's a lead character right there. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm excited by this. Sounds good. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Here, here's the like the the quote copy that they had they put out. Um, I, no one says this. This is just written, so I'm going to read it in my normal voice. So <laughs> just lower your fucking expectations, guys. All right. <laughs> They're the ones who are in charge of Bored. returning lost ray guns to their rightful owners. Help to reschedule a wedding venue after it has been vaporized in a superhero battle over. Battle, or even track down a missing prize African parrot that has been turned to stone or That's goo. That's my favorite one. Wow, that was read really poorly. Which Sometimes had, the most important superheroes the one where they are got the ones the African parrot. behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, could you just let me fucking read something <laughs> once? I'm really tired and fragile right now. <laughs> I love how you're, you're, some, you're just sitting there playing with this very complicated version of a Rubik's Cube, which has 10 by 10, no, sorry, 5 by 5. 
which is really complicated. And you're just in there fiddling with it the whole time. And I just keep thinking, I'm going to look down at the end of the podcast and you've solved it. But <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm so not that smart. The level. Like I pretend that I I could ever. But I think the only way you do it is if you're not thinking about it. Yeah. Dude, that would be. That I part would of like, your brain take over. And you that, look down and you're like, fuck. That'd be such a pleasant thing to like find of myself that I can like solve complex things unconsciously. But sadly, it's a fantasy. Um, okay. Next bit of news. The hybrid. Wait, are you going to watch that show? Are you excited about that show? Oh, yeah, dude. I am. Damage control. It sounds fun. It sounds like a, a goofy comedy. I mean, we'll see. I mean, the proof will be in the pudding. But I, in premise, I like it. Yeah, see, it's one of those things where when you first said it, I was like, oh, that sounds really exciting. But then a part of me is thinking, is that, you know, going too deep into the p- thoughts people might have for one second when they watch Marvel? Mm. They're like, well, what happens after that? Mm-hmm. And then you don't care about it anymore. It really depends on, yeah, I think the cast. My problem is the ABC stuff. I like Agent Carter. Um, I'm not a fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. personally. But I could be totally on board with this. If you've got a good enough cast and there's mm-hmm. charming characters and they manage to tie it in enough where it's like, yeah, you, you see the actual tie in some of them so it's genuinely from the movies. So you, you see, you know. If it's Nate's character that has to clean up the plasma jelly or whatever, that I'm on board. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Yep. Why don't you tell that to the casting director? I will. That was a threat. <laughs> um, the hybrid live-action stop-motion animated feature film Rabbids, based on the hit spin-off character from the Raymond video game series, has its writer in Robot Chickens, Matthew Senerich, Tom Shepard, and Zeb Wells. The film is a collaboration between Stupid Buddy Studios, Ubisoft Motion Pictures, and Sony Pictures Inter- 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 Entertainment. Rabbids? Anyone? Rabbids. Ah! I know rabbids. Yeah. I had to. I had to Google it, and then I, what I found was like a um, rabbids versus minions YouTube video. Well, this, is, yeah. So this is one of the reasons I don't like minions because minions are just rabbits, and rabbits have been around for a long time for probably what ten years now. Fucking minions. Fucking ages. Uh, they were just a side character in the Raymond video games at one point, but they did so well they got their own spin-off stuff and then oh, right, became right. big through party games and then they had a TV show. And they're huge in France. In France, they're a big mascot thing. Oh, really? A uh, big sense of pride because Ubisoft is yeah French and that uh, Rayman was, is a French game. Um, I wasn't like a Rabbids movie. I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, that's kind of cool. But the fact that it's hybrid live action, the stop motion, that gets Crazy. me excited. Yeah. And then from the writers of Robot Chicken, that gets me excited too because that's just such a reverent humor. It could be, it could actually be great. Could be cool. It'll definitely, I guarantee right now, it'll be better than the Angry Birds movie. Yeah. Ooh. What about the Emoji movie? Ooh. I guarantee right now, It'll be better than the Emoji movie. I, yeah. I'm still angry at the premise of an Emoji movie. Like I don't know why it pisses me off. Any... Because there isn't a premise. Yeah. There's just the clown hat. And then it's like... Hashtag cake eggplant. <laughs> What's up, Nate? What's next? If you agree with me, tweet me five eggplants. <laughs> <laughs> and your phone number. Throw in a couple of bananas. One for every inch. And a catfish. Um, <laughs> God, I really hope someone actually tweets that to me. One of the most beloved comic... Series of all time, comic book series of all time, I should say. Why? The Last Man from Brian K. It's it's going to be a series. It's coming to FX. And I'm super, I, w- I love the comics, so I'm super excited by this. Um, I don't, I, I'm guessing a lot of our listeners will have read, it was one of the most popular graphic novels, I think. Like, Yeah, why is one of, of one of the most acclaimed both? I think... Both critically and publicly, um, it's it's. Yeah. I actually never quite got to the end. I was I was um, one of those people where I loved the setup and I was really enjoying it. 
It wasn't quite as well written as I'd hoped it was going to yeah, be, but like, I liked the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. Um, I thought it was a little bit, yeah, less interesting in terms of what they dealt with. It was kind of, but it was also kind of quite honest about what I dealt with. Yeah. Why don't you tell, uh, d- uh, yeah, what, what it's about for people? Do you know Why the Last Man, Alex? Uh, I think you've told me about it before, but no. Well, guess what? Now Nate's going to tell so you about it. It's from 2002, yeah. and it revolves around this character of Yorick Brown, and he's the last surviving human with a Y chromosome. Ah, I do know. So he's the only man on Earth. And his monkey, Amps, uh, what's, it, what's his name? Ampersand? Yeah. And the series follows the escape artist, Yorick, <clears throat> after a vicious plague has wiped out all the other men on the planet. Which would, frankly, make me question my gender. Yep. Well, like, with the, I'd with be the like, yeah, I'd be like, what's, yeah, like, whatever happened, like, what, what about the, the spectrum of sexuality? Yeah, are you going to feel like, because you're so surrounded by purely women, that you gradually become more effeminate? Or do you think you'd feel so masculine, because there's no one else to compare yourself to, that you'd feel more male? Yeah, I would just be naked all the time. <laughs> Because it's like <laughs> that really wasn't the question. That but was okay. No, 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 no. Like, I, I would I would feel more masculine then because yeah. there would be no one to compare with. I'd That's be true. That's true. you I'd, would I'd be, be the uh, big cock on campus. Be, I think yeah, is the saying. Exactly. Is that the saying? You would be the the auto, other option from the Olive Garden. Yeah, Every exactly, day. exactly. I'd be the unicorn. You would. I'd be the horse <laughs> with the weapon on its head. Excellent. Well, uh, Nate, what, what else is happening in the world this week? Ghost in the Shell. Can yeah, I get a woot, woot trailer hit yesterday? And it, it follows on from Ghost in the Shell Arise and will open in Japanese theaters on June 20th, 2016 to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the original anime. The live action version starring Scarlett Johansson and directed by Rupert Sanders, who did Snow White and the Huntsman, will hit cinemas in 2017. So keep one eye open for Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. I just watched the trailer today, so because I'm a big give you as much Ghost in the Shell ever. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah, not for a while now, but because you had so you got the first movie, you got the second movie, Innocence. They're both done uh, by oh, how do you pronounce his name? I don't got to pronounce it. I can get it wrong. Okay, uh, but yeah, the guy who's the head of IG Productions, um, and they're both their own philosophical thing, and that's kind of what it was known for. And then he had two seasons of a TV show where it was more like a police cop mystery drama thing. Um, very different vibe, but equally superb. Like very, genuinely very smart. Very cool. cool. They were turned into a couple of movies because they always do that where they condense the season down to a movie with some new animation and new scenes. Gotcha. Then they released another movie that was a, the TV movie that kind of finished the two TV shows and then a uh-huh. proper new, brand new movie which was put in cinemas to finish this TV show. And then they did Ghost and Shell Arise, um, and that's one, two, three, and four. There's four hours. Oh, right, right, right. like a prequel to cool. all of everything. And now this is their new one, Bite of Makers of Arise, just called Ghost in the Shell, which is going to be confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that will be confusing. Then, yeah, you have the Just Ghost in the Shell 2017 movie, which stars Scarlett Johansson, um, which people are very upset about. Um, Scarlett yeah. Johansson playing. But they're good as shit. We are good as shit. I know some people who uh, auditioned for this film. No, two people who auditioned for this film. Tanro and... No, I'm wrong. Nope. Oh. them. And even if it was, we couldn't say. Ah, indeed. <laughs> but they told us some uh, yeah, bits about it, which made me a bit worried. <laughs> um, bit, a bit worried. Yeah, I, 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 it, uh, I'm excited it's happening just because why not? Uh-huh. But I don't think it's going to be a great representation of the material. Hmm, I think you might be right. Uh, well, we talked about this last week, but now it's official. Facebook official. 
Hulk and Thor team up in the third solo Thor movie. Yeah! Ragnarok! <laughs> it's been talked about at, as a cosmic road trip movie. The second confirmation this week is the director, who will be... The Hulk. <laughs> there you go. Pronounce this one, Nate. Uh, which will be... Um, Kaika. Watashi. <laughs> oh, God. I you hate myself it, sometimes dude. so much, I want to gouge my own eyes out. <sighs> so what has he done it. before? What's the director done? Uh, he did uh, What We Do in the Shadows and also director of Flight of the Concords. It's written go. by uh, Craig Kyle, that'll, that'll do, who's worked with Marvel on numerous acclaimed comics, as well as their animated movies, and Christopher Yost, who is also known for his work on animated comic book series and movies. The film comes out the tail end of 2017, and this is the BBC. I know, I was going to say, what is that little news, news noise? Did we all just get an amber alert or something? Yeah, um, so BBC, I stupidly need to turn off notifications for BBC, because it's like... I wake up at news 7 in the morning just like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's and no, I'm like, news what is happened? Coming. And then I see refugee, and then I just turn my phone off. And cry. Mm, comfy bed. Uh, <laughs> just, just. Home. <laughs> home. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to hell. Oh, God. It's hell. Just that sentence, cosmic road trip, does yeah. it for me. Yeah. That sounds great. Like we said last week, I said the only way to get me excited, I'll still see it, but the only way to get me excited about a Thor movie is put Hulk in it, but then call it Cosmic Road Trip between the Hulk and Thor. Fucking yes. Yeah, dude. I actually think it's going to be fucking rad. And then that director as well, you know, great with comedy and very personable comedy. Yeah. So is this already uh, an existing storyline in the... No, not a, no. I'd like to say we, just should, we think this is setting up for Planet Hulk, um, but no, okay. not an existing thing that I know of. Cool. What else? How many more things? How many more items are on the list? Oh, um, I got Resident Evil. A little bit of news about that. What's happening oh, with Resi at the moment? Well, the Resident Evil live-action movie series may be ending with the new upcoming installment next year, but Capcom announced that there's another CGI movie heading out our way later in 2017, and this is the third in the CGI movie canon following on from 2008's um, Degeneration and 2012's Damnation. Okay. Uh, More Resident Evil. There's a new Die Hard so film strong, in the works. Yeah, oh. this is surprising. What was that? Sorry, read, the, read okay. about that. The new Die Hard. Got, I didn't know about. Y'all want to hear about the new Die Hard movie? Because I got that good. Good. Did you know about this new Die Hard movie? <laughs> Listen to this shit. And it's a prequel called Die Young. No, it's not. It's called Die Hard Year One. It focuses on a young John McCain. McLean. McLean. <laughs> John McCain. It, it stars a young, a young potato chip. Yeah, but leaves room for Bruce Willis to return as an older McLean. Director Apparently of, in the same movie. That's what I, I read something somewhere which said he might still be in the movie. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got a flashback, flash forward, flash, flash to forward, the left. Yeah. Oh, the right. God. Die another day. And the director of that is? And the director of that is Len Wiseman. What did he direct? Live free or die hard. He directed the worst fucking die hard movie. That's what he directed. So, hey, let's bring him back. No, no, no. He's about to direct the worst die hard no, movie. No, yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, was that one the last one? Live free, Yeah, die because hard? die hard 4.0. I don't know, but that was called that in UK 4.0, wasn't it? What was it called over here? 
Because we changed the name, sadly. What was the third one? Was that Die Hard with, with a Vengeance? With Vengeance, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, Die Hard 4.0, but like I said, that was, that was what it was called in the UK. Uh, oh. Live Free or Die Hard was 2007 with Timothy Oliphant. Oh, okay. Was that gotcha. the last one or was that the fourth one? Um, no, that was the fourth one. Okay, that wasn't the worst one. The worst one was the last one, wasn't it? Who? Yeah, the last was, one was, was the, the worst one. Called? Wait, no, was the last one with... Um, Wait, who was who was in the last? Was that the we're, one where they're in New York good solving the puzzles? A good day to die hard. A good day to die hard. No, no, no. No, no that was a great one. That's like the best one. The one you're talking about was, was yeah, the best yeah. one. That's the third one. Okay. Fourth one was Live Free or Die Hard, which is this guy. So that wasn't that wasn't. It was bad, but it wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst. A good day to die hard was the worst. That's okay. when he's meant to be passing over to his son, I believe. Wasn't it? Uh, 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 yeah, Jake uh, 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 Jack oh. McLean, who was played by Jay Corney. Anyway, um, like shit. Dude, the new trailer for the new Coen Brothers movie, Hail Caesar, hit yesterday. Oh, man, that's cool. Starring George Clooney, Josh Brolin, Ralph Fiennes, Channing Tatum, Scarlett Johansson, She's in Everything, Tilda Swinton, France McDormand, and Jonah Hill. Yep. That list is insane. And Alexander Chart. Thank you. I didn't tell you guys. Insane. I wish. Everybody's in this movie. I haven't seen the trailer yet. It looks like fun. Does it look good? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to hit the cinemas on February 5th, 2016. Because they're in a weird place right now because Spielberg directed Bridge of Spies and no one seemed to really notice he was doing it. And the Coen Brothers wrote it and no one seemed to notice that either. And it's not sound like the reviews haven't been that great. Really? Yeah, they've been good, but not like for a Spielberg Coen Brothers yeah, know, movie. That... Man, the Coen Brothers are so smart, though. I love their shit. So they've done good. a lot of crap, though, as well now. Like, I have grew up loving them, but they've done some. They've done a lot of movies recently. Like, mm. mm, I don't they've know. They've done some good ones again now, but it's still in that place for me that they need to prove themselves a little bit still. Yeah. Let's see what they got. The Lady Killers. Expendables 4 is happening. No. But it may what? as well not be. The director of Vin Diesel... <laughs> What? The director, <laughs> the director of Vin Diesel. Are the director right, of Vin Z- Diesel died. <laughs> so Vin Diesel needs a new director. Who wants to take over? We need to give him some lines. Yeah, the director, director for sure of the directors of Vin Diesel's Vessels, Furious Eight, and Triple X Three, have been both been announced. <laughs> He's doing okay. Uh, moving on. First trailer for Pride and Prejudice. Do, 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 do. We've been reporting on those. We have to at least say who's, who's the director. Oh. We did it last week where we all said who we wanted to direct out the ones they were pitching for Fast and oh. Furious 8. Um, who were F- they pitching? We were, they had the guy who did Strata Compton. They had the guy who did The Signal, mm-hmm. which is the one I wanted. Then they had the guy who did something else. I can't remember. They had three or four people. Well, it's F. Gary, F. Gary Gray. Straight out of Compton, dude. Has been hired. He got the job. Good for him. I think this is a. I think that's a bad decision, personally. But what do I know? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Could he care less? <laughs> no. First trailer for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies hit. Director directed by Burr Steers. Igby goes down, which is a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's a good little movie. Although controversial. Really? Why? I don't know. I watched it once and I really liked it, and then I watched it again and I thought it was absolute shit. Oh wow! So for me, it's controversial. I like it. It's, my, it's part of my um, just in your personal brain. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Was part of the uh, I had like a collection at one point of a little subgenre that I called the Prozac genre, uh-huh. and it was all those films like that where it's about it's like the United States of Leland, Prozac Nation, obviously that one, the Chump Scrubber, all these films with 
young kids born into that kind of you know zero generation yeah having like placebo drugs just to get them through the day and stuff and everyone's yeah. numb and not really feeling anything and yeah um and yeah i that was i quite like the igby goes down yeah i mean like i actually remember really liking it and then i rewatched it and i was like this wasn't the movie that i remember hmm. so i would rewatch it if i were you and then i'd be interested i have to i've seen you. it like four times oh yeah yeah okay i like it well, maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe it was my mood. Don't bother. There are better things to so, do. So, basically, the last bit of news is that uh, China's going to beat us in the video game market. Yeah, this is surprising. China! Marketing research from New Zoo <laughs> estimates China today. will acquire approx- approximately 22 billion in billion. 2015, with the U.S. closely following at 21 0.96 billion and Japan in third with 12.3 billion. The Chinese government recently lifted a ban on home video consoles, opening up the market for manufacturers like Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo to sell their hardware. Oh. But that's why this is really interesting because they haven't had consoles on the market. So I still can't even make that sentence because it just sounds so weird that it can't be true. But they haven't had consoles on the market legally ever or not wow. for a long time. Um, and this is the first year where they have and they are leading 22 billion. In Damn. revenue for video games, but That's then everyone's going to get the console and it'll slow down, right? You know what this means? This means China's. It's a lot of Chengdu. China. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be Chengdu. But as as we kind of as like um, what was it Expendables Four? Like I said, it was only happening because of yeah, because of China, because you know it made twice as much money in China as in really? North America. And, you know, we know how much China are dictating our Hollywood films. Yeah. Um, and you just have to watch Mission Impossible. Yeah. To see or that. Transformers 4 or yeah. any big. And now they're going to start dictating video games too, probably, because that's, that's a big amount of money. Well, maybe it'll be a good thing. Nope. Okay. Uh, what else you got? <laughs> that's it. I'm all out. I'm, Wait, I'm out of news. Hang on. What? I did skip a couple things, Al. Just skip a... There were a couple I'm of very, very important things. I'm very tired. Give me the thing. <laughs> Where's me my marinara I'm going to have to find them because they were like midway through. Well, I've got a list up here somewhere. So. There was Cult just... comic series Hackslash has taken the Y, The Last Man route, and will no longer be adapted into a film, but is going to be a TV series produced by reality television. Yep. I want to talk about With this. Skip Woods, Swordfish, Hitman, penning the script. Hitman's Adrian... I can't pronounce your last name, and Ray Rickard are also set to executive produce alongside Daniel Alter and Jeffrey Yim. Hackslash was created by Tim Seeley and Stefano Caselli and tells the story of a disturbed girl named Cassie, Hack, who decides to hunt down the world's slasher killer akin to Jason and Freddy. The studio wants to make a show similar in gritty tone to the blank. Did you understand a single thing I said? It's, yes, I got okay. it. So the Walking um, Dead. That's yeah, what they so want to the do. And this is, yeah, this is Hack Slash. And Hack Slash is a great, trashy... There's so many of them now. It's a huge tome. Um, I just fucking love the principle of it. It's great. It's just, yeah, this girl whose parents are killed by a slasher who, like, in a Jason-esque fashion. Mm-hmm. And she decides to track them all down she decides i'm going to go around the world and find all of the slasher villains and kill that them. sounds cool and it did so sounds well dangerous it had no licensing <laughs> so it, it she, they couldn't use the real characters and then it did so well they started getting lots of guests so you have a, one where she's tracking down chucky and there's one where she is with like with jason and stuff oh and, cool um and then she has a, a sidekick which who, she's actually tracking down those characters yeah because they didn't when they started because he just did it independently yeah oh, but okay. it did so well 
that they started then giving them license to actually use that him as a real character. Cool. Wow. Um, and then she has a sidekick, I've forgotten his name, who looks basically exactly like Jason without his mask on. So he's got a kind of messed up face. He's this huge hulking guy with a machete. Oh, cool. Um, and he goes around and helps her out. And he's very, he's one of those like great characters who looks really aggressive, but is really tender and sweet and likes cats and flowers. And oh, cool. Cats. Yeah. Flowers. Pretty much. Things. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Because if they do that right, could be great. Uh, the only thing that makes me worried is they're trying to make it gritty, like Walking Dead, and it should definitely be fun. It should be a party series. Oh yeah. Um, rather than something too serious, it should have some fun. It should be like, I kind of agree, but we'll be, see. Maybe it'll be cool. We'll see. Yeah. And the last bit of news uh, on the list, I think that you skipped, was that Metal Gear Solid Five, because we're following on with the news. So we've been covering this for a while now. The Kojima. Uh, and uh, Konami Fallout divorced and we were wondering what's going to happen then if Kojima's gone his name's not, not on the product are people not buying it what's going what's, what's to happen well, I'll tell you what's going to happen it sold twice as many copies it made twice as much money in its first day as Age of Ultron made so it made do we have the number there somewhere there I can't find it oh, I might have cut it off It's on. Um, it made a shit ton of money and it, it's budget. So if I remember correctly, Age oh. of Ultron cost $250 million. Oh, I found it. Here we go. So how much did it make? Um, it made on its first day. in $179 million compared to Ultron's $84 million. There you go. So it made twice as much money and it cost less than half. Yeah, because Ultron cost $250 million and um, Metal Gear Solid Five cost $80 million. Yep. So that's really indicative of how much more money video games make. I mean, this is like Metal Gear Solid, beloved franchise for sure, but quite culty. Like, yeah. It's not the most made. It's not like a Call of Duty or a Grand Theft Auto or anything like that. This is a hardcore video game. And yeah, this one. Yeah. Dude. Doing those sort of numbers, that's crazy. That is crazy. So Konami have kind of gone back on their word a bit from saying we're just going to make mobile games from now on to saying, oh, we're going to keep making Metal well, Gear games. that felt good. And we're going to keep making Silent Hill games because people want... Because we those. would be insane not to. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Nate, for your blowdown. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't blow too hard today. I was He's a little sleepy. sleepy. It's okay. Uh, there was one last little thing, though, which just made me chuckle this week um, that I wanted to put in the news. And I put it in there, I took it out. So I'm going to tell you now. Okay. Um, did you hear about because you know we've got the, the Canada um, election going on right now yeah did you hear about the Canadian politician uh, with his alternate sort of way of making money so it was in the wind up election which is underway right now um, he's called Kevin Hearn H-E-A-R-N I don't know how you pronounce it um, and he's he's a big out like outside. He had no chance to actually win or anything. Uh-huh. But he started getting this sort of traction as like the alternate person to vote for. And I kind of you know like when Michael Moore put the Ficus in. Do you remember that? And to try and prove a point uh-huh. um, in America to try and get people to vote in that election. Um, so he was making a point with a lot of his stances. Quite was it blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, but his campaign was struggling to stay. So he put it on Kickstarter for a hundred thousand Canadian dollars, which he hit within a week. Um, to yeah, to get his fans to to find him, and he went straight into the stretch goals. One of which was that he could release a single. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> to help generate more notoriety for his campaign and gain more externalized funding, but the catch was the Kickstarter contributors got to decide what the single would be about and how it could possibly gather the income he needs to build his campaign. So he released it last week, six days before the election. It's number one right now in Canada, and I just happened to have a little clip of the chorus right here, and it goes. Chris Pratt, can you give me some money? There it is. The Canadian number one number hit one. song right now. That was a 
build and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. And it sounded sweet. Oh, it was The delivery was. I just like watching Alex's eyes and waiting for the moment now where he catches on. <laughs> yeah. It's like another great story. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So did he win the election or not? It all depends on your song. <laughs> so, Alex. Can you please tell us what's happening this week? What releases can we buy? What can we fill our lives with? What kind of entertainment is there out there to make us forget how miserable we really are? I need to consume. Let me help you then. So, this week, Friday. uh, What's the date on Friday? I thought I wrote it down. October 23rd. Yeah. We have the first big release is the movie Steve Jobs, directed by Danny Boyle, starring Michael Fassbender, Kate Winslet, Seth Rogen, and Jeff Daniels. Now, this is set uh, backstage at three iconic product launches um, and ending in 1998 with the unveiling of the iMac. Steve Jobs takes us behind the scenes of the digital revolution to paint a portrait of the man at its epicenter. I forgot to mention it's written by um, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. There you go. Oh, man. This one's getting a lot of um, Danny Boyle, Aaron buzz, Sorkin. This is, other than Star Wars, this is my most uh, excited movie for the, for oh. the entire year. Really? I'm not fucking joking. Damn, dude. I, I mean, Aaron. I like I, I like, I like Fastbender. I love Fastbender, but I love Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Um, I respect Danny Boyle immensely. Even if yeah. I don't like a film he makes, I respect it. Yeah. And oh my, do I like films about people in rooms talking. Yeah. So I'm going to enjoy <laughs> this one. Oh, I really do. Cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, me too. I call it Mist Movies. Men in Suits Talking. <laughs> Mist Movies. I yeah, I, I watched the trailer today for the first time. And uh, I mean, it definitely feels like an Aaron Sorkin film. Yep. But you know, yeah. that's in you know, That's a compliment. It looks great. I love. I mean, the newsroom, one of my favorite shows ever. Studio sixty, one of my favorites. West Wing, probably my favorite show ever. But when you get like all the directors for that are just kind of doing it, so it's all yeah. about the dialogue and acting. You get a Danny Boyle, you know, like you got a David Fincher when he did a uh, Social Network. It gets a whole different vibe into Aaron Sorkin's yeah, yeah. work, which I'm mm. excited about. It's definitely going to be a pretty rich film, I think. So yeah. Cool, that's Good. happening. Yeah, that's happening. Cool. Uh, also coming out is The Last Witch Hunter, directed <gasps> by Breck Eisner, starring Vin Diesel. So who's directing Vin Diesel in that movie? Well, that's it. His director's <laughs> been dropped, so... <laughs> he got the boot. He's going in a bit rudderless into this one. It also stars <laughs> Rose Leslie, Elijah Wood, and uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, Michael Caine. I, mean, I just was thinking about how funny it'd be if like Vin Diesel had like a little Nike backpack and like a little Jewish director <laughs> in the back, like the white little Jewish director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be there. It Take it in to your left. <laughs> Pump those muscles. <laughs> yeah. Have uh, you seen the trailer for this? Uh, no, I haven't. I, oh, I didn't even watch it. I, usually, so I watched the trailer for everything else except that. I just because he's a massive, you know, he's a massive dork. You know, yeah, yeah. Famous Games Workshop fan, Dungeons and Dragons, and this is just him getting to do that. It's him yep. with a big yeah. fiery sword going through time. It looks like Highlander cross with, with Game of Thrones. Yeah, I uh, I do have a, a a quote from our friend Only over bad. at uh, Variety oh! Guy Lodge. Hey! Guy yeah. Lodge, I've Mr. heard of him. Lodge. That rings yeah, a bell. Mr. Lodge, he said about The Last Witch Hunter that it's, quote, too drab to succeed even as defiantly unvirtuous trash. Oh, <laughs> Guy. That sounds amazing. Now, Guy, I think you didn't have your honey Greek yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the uh, He's no, going to be ginger. so creeped out. Oh, yeah, it was ginger. ginger I only know because it was my favorite. Um, and I also did look... You get little chunks he, of ginger in it. He, he, he did also mention something about uh, Vin Diesel looking like a... A hipster from Brooklyn. 
in this film with his beard and <laughs> his, his undercut. Guy. Oh, yeah. I want. I, I am 100% seeing this movie. I'm 100% not paying to see it at the theater. I'm yeah, going to yeah. watch it when it comes to Netflix or something. Yeah, yeah cool. totally. Vin Diesel. Anyway, moving on. Another movie coming out is uh, Suffragette, directed by Abby Morgan, starring oh, Carrie Mulligan, Helena Bonham Carter, and Meryl Streep. This is about the suffragette movement or the feminist movement in England in the 19th century. Um, I love it. Sounds too. like the exact opposite of the Vin Diesel movie. Yeah, like the like actual. He's just oppressing women <laughs> <laughs> with his sword. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like one's this solo masculine or whatever. This is a movie you wouldn't watch on International Slap Ass Day. When's that? <laughs> hey, is that coming? When's that coming? How many how many people are scheduled to attend? Uh, I think, according to the Facebook page, uh, there's seventy five thousand people, people and so, three point seven k um, maybe's. maybe's. I want to know the male to <laughs> just women. half a cheek. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. I want to know the male to female ratio of the. Well, I want to know if people who are you, quote unquote going. Can you, uh, if you're one of the seventy five thousand people who are going to this event? <laughs> Uh, d- does that mean you slap other people's asses or only other people who are also attending the same event? That's what I think I everyone that. wants to be a slapper and no one has thought well, about that's the, the thing, yes. Yeah. No, but yeah. you're going to get some of those, like, you know, pain fetishes turn so, up. So just to uh, <laughs> so, like, please. clarify for our... <laughs> this cl- is Christmas. I present myself. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify for our uh, listeners here. Um, this is a, a, a page that's gone up on Facebook. This is not a film that's coming out. It's not week. a film. It's a, it's a page that's gone up on Facebook. <laughs> Although it will be a Film, um, hosted by a guy called <laughs> Paham Rahimzadeh. Uh, he started a page called International Slap Ass Day, which he's dedicated to November 7th. Um, and just to give you a bit... Hang on, what, why November 7th? Well, what historically happened on that day? I don't know. It needs to be commemorated Remember, by remember <laughs> the 7th of November when cheeks went red and blue. Do that you remember the 7th of November... Because that's like... when I'll slap you. Oh, there we go. Um, ah, so just a poet. Pa- Paham here is to, he's given all the. Uh, in, in, I like that invitees. we're just on second name terms with him already. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> given a bit of a description about what it is, just so if, if people aren't clear. Sure, I was a yeah. Illuminatus. We all love slapping ass. Yes, we do. The sound it makes, Oops. the jiggle it produces, Boop. the waves of ass that move in slow motion. Oops. Therefore, we declare November 7th to be International Slapping slap ass, ass Day. On this day, no ass will be safe for a slap. It will go unslapped never. You, you will hear asses be slapped from miles away. The sweet, sweet symphony, International Slap Ass Day. I like how you presented that <laughs> like it was a gangster presidential that was election. up good. She. So is there a picture of him and how he actually looks? No, there's just a picture of two asses. Oh, hey. <laughs> Big surprise. Big surprise. The asses that he's suggesting we slap are both female yeah. and both by models. Yeah. So. Apparently John and John are going. Yeah, two Johns that I know are going. Hey. Um, we'll be rude not to attend. So yeah, suffragette about the. Uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> that's, oh uh, god, that's coming out. I just uh, got one of those dirty waves. You know when you just feel like it just like yeah, rolls yeah exactly. Over I'd like, read it yeah. to like watch ourselves. I think it might be called a conscience. I'm not yeah, sure. Absolutely, the conscience is. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, that's a that's a movement about the feminist uh, movie about the feminist movement. Looks very interesting. I, I'm torn because I love me some Carrie Mulligan. 
one of the greatest actresses, I think. Do around. you? I've always looked at her as a poor man's uh, Michelle Williams. Fuck off. Yeah. So Are you serious? Fuck you, yeah. Fucking hell. You guys not fucking. I each think other? Michelle Williams is the poor man's Michelle Williams. Wait, she's the poor man's version of herself? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's very good at all. She's good in Blue Valentine. That's about it. Maybe that's all I'm... <laughs> Wait, um, Carrie Mulligan. Oh my God, she's amazing. But then you've got one of my least favorite people in there. Helen the Bottom Carter. Who I could just scratch her eyes right out. We're painting, we're painting a very good uh, image here of this feminist movie. <laughs> Dude, I'm allowed to not like an actress. I just said I love an actress. Not everything has to be fair. No, you wanted to gouge your eyes out. Hell in the bottom she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What else is happening? Uh, this one is a very exciting one. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit. Paranormal activity, the ghost dimension. Is it? Oh, shit. We're right on the cusp. Coming out I want to urge everyone not to see that movie. No. Why? What? Because they're hucksters. What? They're hucksters. What? You, is it not real? No, it's, it's real. Not, <laughs> Tell it's me real. it's real. Yeah, it's, it's real. real. You'll go it's up and you'll footage. be expecting an actually good movie, but it won't actually be good. Dude, come on. Have you seen Have you seen all of them? I'm ready to fucking take my gloves off and go to battle. How many have you watched? I watched the first one. and the, <laughs> I think I watched the second one, and then I was like, these guys are fucking hucksters. Watch the third one. <laughs> They're carnies. The third one's the best <laughs> one. The you want, you want to win a prize? <laughs> you go in expecting a movie, and it's you walk out. It's a movie. What yeah. do you expect? Oh, so what are the, the rules don't apply? No, but it's people... Do you know that... What? <laughs> I like first, found footage integrated. You didn't like the first Paranormal Activity movie at all. I thought it was garbage. Really? The first wow. one even? It, the acting was horrible. Oh, he is throwing it down. We got to slap that boy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it feels you know, I am the dissenting viewpoint in the room. But do you, know if you how much, agree? Uh, do you know how much that movie was made for? Oh, wait, I'm going to get to those. Look. You're going to get to the money. I'm going to get to the money. I'm not okay. saying they don't have a great little scam going. Dude, it, no, it was. Just no, like but pyramid schemes no, 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 are also. This thing, everyone hates Oren Pelly now because he's one of the most powerful people in Hollywood. But when he made Paranormal Activity, he was just like, you and me with. Am I allowed to spoil that one? Budget? Yeah, yeah, go for with it. With $15,000 and just tried to do the best he could with it. And yep, it's not a perfect movie at all, I agree. I think Paranormal Activity is overrated, but he made hundreds of millions off of 15,000 as a guy literally just like you and me, just with no ties, just trying to make something. And I would watch a Paranormal Activity film every year before I would watch a fucking any more fucking Saw movies come out. Like mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity yeah. is just like... And honestly, you watch them, the second one's boring, the third one's the best one. That uh, one's great, yeah. The fourth one's, mm, yeah, it's fine. The fifth one we haven't watched yet, which is the new one, but there's one in between called the Marked Ones, which I haven't watched yet, and that's meant to be great. And it's they're all found be... footage. Yeah, they're all found yeah. footage. That's all fine. Well, look, I'm willing to watch the third one. I'm going to do that. Don't, they're better Yeah, watch the third one. I'm going to watch the third one, and I'll report back. Because yeah. I will tell you that I haven't seen the first one for a long time, and when, I, just, I will say that when I watched it, you know, you're watching it, and you don't know that it was made for fifteen dollars. You don't no, no, know the you don't know the backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing that, that's fucking inspirational and makes me super pumped and excited that someone was able to do that. And I have fucking major respect for him, not just as a filmmaker, but particularly as a businessman, mm-hmm. because because that's amazing. Yep. But um, as the film himself, whatever. Alex We're on a huge sidetrack. Yeah. So yeah. I was just first of all the thought. Yeah, I didn't really need to talk about the fourth. Uh, this one, quick question I mentioned. Uh, it just follows on 
narratively uh, from the previous ones. Looks really cool, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we don't need to know that. There's a, can we just exciting. quickly say the tagline for this one, which is ridiculously dumb, which is, uh, what's it? You, you finally get to you see You finally get activity. to see, yeah, you get to see the activity, something yeah. like that. It's really so dumb. Yeah, so because the premise is, is that he finds uh, the old box of videotapes that belong to Katie and is her it? sister oh, that have sort of like float in between, yeah, well, not yeah, literally yeah. float, but are in each movie. Literally sort of uh, a present Spooky. and within that box of cameras he uh, videotapes he also finds a camera which can see the spirit world oh damn yeah. damn it that was a found footage movie i was gonna make continue um so yeah that's that's what that movie's about and it's it includes the two little girls that play katie and christy from nice. number three. Oh, grown up uh, well, a little bit. All older. grown's up. So yeah, I just wanted to hit you guys with the numbers of each of these films, how much they were made for, and what they went on. Hit us, because it's quite. Can you gym. physically hit us with them? Want to fill the all activity one? Fifteen thousand dollars, as you said. Out now. of pocket, nothing. And that went on to make a worldwide gross of a hundred and ninety-three million three hundred fifty-five thousand and eight hundred. Shame. So what did he do? Well. He retires after that, right? Exactly. No. Did he retire? He retired, I'm pretty no, sure. No? no. He said, let's make a second one. Oh, uh, hey. Make it a yearly franchise. But he, we did, call he it... did up the budget. First mistake. Don't do that because you can't 16, get a return. 3 million. 3 million. 15,000, 3 million. Can't possibly work, Nate. What do you say? There's no way he's going to make a return on that. Can't. 170. Let's round it up. 178 million. So less than the first one. Globally. So he retires now because he thought, you know what? We're on that downward scale. Uh, no, no, I'm no. spending more money. I'm making less money. Let's, you know what? I've got time on my hands. I've got sure. money. Yeah, Let, what are you going to do with it? Let's make a third. Okay. Let's but, get the dudes who made that documentary Catfish that everyone go. thinks was a spooky, scary horror movie because people only watch the trailers and don't watch the movies. Yeah. Let's hire them in without watching the actual movie they made to yeah. make our movie. And then? And let's set it in the 80s. Hey, oh, I'm in. I'm on board. There you go. And let's put some comedy in it. Put a ghost sheet. Yeah. Oh, creepy ghost sheet. Let's make that one for $5 million. We're going up. Woo! He's disobeying the rules. Surely we're not going to make a return. No return. You won't make a return. Made $4.5 million. Loss. $205 That's more than the first movie, Nate. $205 million. Disobeying the rules of franchise. Fourth. He yeah. decided to make a fourth. What an idiot. Just cool. kept on going. Well, you can see he's got some false hope injected into him. Yeah. Because he thought, hey, you know what? Last one, I made a, I made a small profit. <laughs> yeah, I made a small profit. Yeah. Kept with the budget, five million. Oh, he's at the little, sweet spot. Yeah. He's thinking, let's just replicate. Yeah, yeah, let's stick with that. Same directors, too. Let's keep them on board because it worked. 140 million. Oh, drop down. Drops down. Even, even with the. How do you look yourself in the mirror? Girl on the front oh, yeah. cover of the poster. How do you look yourself in the mirror after something like that? I know, right? Ooh. And then for Huckster. the fifth one, or the spin-off, or not it, technically a spin-off. The marked ones. The marked ones. Stuck with the five million cap on the Still, budget. Well, you know, he's got one. He's does got a five count, million in each pocket. Like, that, does that count marketing and publicity and advertising and all that business? No, no. no. I mean, the 15,000 definitely didn't. Definitely no, not, because yeah. that was just what he personally made it for. Because like any found footage movie, you can't go to a production company and go, hey, I've got a found footage movie. It doesn't matter how good your idea is, no one will make it. I'll tell you to fuck off. Yeah. You have to go make it, and then you bring it and you sell it. And that's exactly what he did. And Steven Spielberg happened to be, uh, it was Amblin he took it to, and they 
they Spielberg loved it and then was like hey you need to add this shot and you should get some sound effects in here and he kind of nurtured it to what it was oh right 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 so yeah the marked ones made 5 million <clears throat> only made 90.9 worldwide <laughs> what a fool silly this guy. he should have hey, don't follow this guy to Reno exactly and the ghost dimension uh, <laughs> uh, not the ghost yeah the recent one the ghost dimension because, because they how had, much did it make because they well, have, yeah <laughs> I want to know yeah Beca- but because they had to use a spirit camera that oh. can see the activity the budget's gone up yeah that's 10 expensive million. 10 million the budget because of the spirit camera <laughs> most likely <laughs> Uh, was it, who did that? Sony or I just choked yeah. and dropped because, my fucking phone. Was it a Sony or a, a Canon or an Alexa? What was it? Uh, like Black Magic, probably. Probably, yeah, probably a Black, Black Magic. Magic. Oh, okay, the, the, uh, the Canon, the Canon Black Magic. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a little uh, tech joke for all. Of them. Yeah, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it um, cost them an, an additional five million for that camera. Ten million. Yeah. So here's the thing, though, because this is the first time. It's been a couple of years now since a paranormal activity. It's been three years since the last one in Canon, hasn't it? I believe. Yeah. So, you know, they go spend a little bit more each time. They're nervous. They're nervous. Well, I'm going to, we're going to go and see it, aren't we? Definitely. For but sure. it's funny, like the whole premise of those is setting up the scares with what you don't see. Mm. And now it's That's like, why, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous when you like, see all the activity, it's just going to be a ghost house. But then again, The Conjuring is a ghost house and it's a great song. It's just going to be a weird guy called Toby. I've got to get Katie now caught up. So we're going to do that this week. Uh, we still need to watch the marked ones yeah. as well. So well, how about we could either... Yeah, we could do it. I mean, it really just depends on your schedule. Yeah, you we're aware this weekend. Night. Maybe next week? Okay. Next week. Because we can either do it like we watch the marked ones and then like the next night we're going to do the movie or we could just wrap it all into one thing. That sounds good. Wrap it. Let's just double it. you got to double wrap. Yeah, yeah. Just to be sure. Just to be safe. Just so she doesn't get pregnant. Okay, so now some Walk game... Walk us through that metaphor, <laughs> please. <laughs> got to double wrap it just to play it safe. That's a myth. We've got some game releases coming up. <laughs> got some game releases. Ah, here's a really interesting one. Obviously, uh, not obviously, well, I don't know why it's obvious, but we've been talking <laughs> about uh, going on tour on a Rock Band. Our yeah, we didn't do any Rock and Band. I and Nate today. have been doing that uh, for the last couple of weeks. Um, but this week, uh, today, when you will be listening to this podcast... Which week? October 20th, you will be getting That's Guitar today. Hero Live. Is that today? That's today. It's today. It's today. Guitar Hero Live on Xbox One, 360, PS4, PS3, and Wii U. Al? Hey. Guitar Hero Live. You're playing in front of a live audience. I'm not because I'm not buying it. Yeah. You don't like it? We saw it at E3. Yeah, I'm not interested. And the whole idea is that it kind of gets repetitive, right? Because they've filmed one crowd and... Yeah, you can only have so many reactions. They did a huge... I don't know if they did... They might have done a few. I don't know. But they did a huge festival thing. Thousands of people created this robot with a camera so it could look around so it feels like you're really there. Great idea. I get what they're doing. At least they're trying. Rob Band 4 hasn't tried anything new. It's just sticking to what was great and it's still the same. Uh, which is fucking great. But And I wish it had done a few more new things, to be honest, Rob Band. This one, I think too many new things. I'm not interested. Rob Band's already out. I love Rob Band. I get all my DLC. I don't have to buy anything new again. We're already on the road anyway. I'm on that. the road, man. We're making money. Mm. Well, not much money. We're sleeping on fans' couches. Let's go big time. With groupies. Yeah, yeah. We haven't sold. We're any. not going to sell out. We're taking a night off tonight, though, because, like, unfortunately, we, our fans thought we we're going to do a gig. Yeah, yeah. We let them down this evening. I got because high. Because instead, we uh, <laughs> yeah. we had we watched something special today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And what it was, was that? A cat, catfish music video by. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, we did yeah, the Star Wars trailer. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, also coming out is Just Dance 2016. Um, 
What is that? Just a dancing game? Is that one where you use a you pad? Dance! Okay, there you go. Just dance! Uh, also coming out is episode five of Life is Strange. Beautiful, beautiful game. I've only played the first episode. Al, are you up to episode five? Nope. Okay. Uh, also coming out... I love out, it though. It's a great game. Uh, ...is a similar style episodic game uh, from Telltale, and that is Tales from the Borderlands. Episode five is coming out. Uh, I have not started playing that one at all, so... Can't say much about that. Yeah, people love it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I haven't played it. You were sort of a bit anti that, weren't you? Because you didn't really want to see that side of the Borderlands I just don't care universe. about Borderlands that much, but people who don't like Borderlands... I mean, I like the games, but um, I don't... It's like the Minecraft one. They just released a trailer for that this week. And it's, it's... I mean, it's so weird that maybe, I guess, it works, but it's just kind of, you know, why would you want to do that? But people love the Tales from Borderlands, so what do yeah. I know? People yeah. who hate Borderlands love the Tales from Borderlands. Interesting, maybe we'll get it. Uh, and also coming out is Assassin's Creed Syndicate on Xbox One, PS4. This is a new Assassin's Creed game set in Wait, uh, England. Is it really? Yeah. That comes out now? Yep. Really? In the US. Holy that's, that's what I shit. Cool. That means it's this time of year again, because that's how you know when you get around to winter. It's when it's Assassin's Creed time. Um, excited about that game, Al? You're quite uh, of, have you gone off that series? Because I've only jumped in from Black Flag and I loved Unity. So I've been angry with that series for a long time. Um, Black Flag, I enjoyed, but not the Assassin's Creed bits. I just like sailing around. Mm-hmm. Um, Unity, I didn't play enough of, but I was surprised by it. I like the story more than some of them, or most of them, I should say. Um, yeah, I mean, I will buy it and I'll give it a go. I'm not interested in playing in England at all. Playing in my dreary hometown. I can... I've been... It bores me in real life. I don't really want to do it in virtual game. (laughs) I go to video games to escape. I don't want to go to my dreary fucking London. I'm thinking the old version Victorian. Uh, That doesn't interest me. You alright, darling? Come over here and give (laughs) us a kiss. I've got no teeth. That makes the sucking a lot better. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you sounded so much like the guy from um, Monty Python's just then. You know the one when when he's playing a woman? Oh, yeah. Well, from uh, Life of Brian? Yeah, yeah, from Life of Brian. He's yeah. not the Messiah. He He's sounds a very just... naughty boy. It's true, just, he does. It's auditorially identical. Thank you. Auditorially identical. Moving on. Uh, did I miss any games that you want to mention? No, I don't Okay, DVD Blu-ray releases, which are also coming out today. Jurassic World. That's oh. a big one. Ba-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-
Um, I'm not convinced that means it's the best movie. Mm. Um, oh. I would say Mad Max. Is... I don't know. I think most people would, but I think Mad Max. I, I have problems with Mad Max, so um, I like all three. Cool. I like all three. Very different movies. Okay. Very different movies. Cool, cool, cool. That was what was cool about this year for Bloodbusters: big films and all actually quite different. Yeah. Different flavors in the mouth. What's your flavor? Tell me what's your flavor. There you go. Is that it, was is it time uh, for the wheels. It's time for the oh. box office. Yeah, we're going oh, to box, box office, office now. I'm we're sorry. going to box office time. Um, I'm delusional. All right. So last week we had our, so a special slept. guest, uh, Rise of Tamaro Ashida. Tamaro Ashida. He is also left. Uh, he was with us, so we predicted. Tamaro. Like we do. Ashida. <laughs> Fucking hate you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we do every week. This podcast is falling apart. <laughs> We're falling apart. This is it, guys. This is the week we lose everything we built. Um, <laughs> this is the episode. The collapse of an empire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the frequency got too high. We um yeah, so we predicted top three movies that we do every Thank single week. Thank you for holding it down now. Alex, Let's try. <laughs> Alex, uh, Alex gave us uh, number one, The Martian. Number two, Crimson Peak. Number yeah. three, Bridge of Spies. And they gave us number one, Goosebumps. Number two, Martian. Number three, Bridge of Spies. Tango gave us number one, The Martian. Number two, Crimson Peak. Number three, Pan. I gave us number one, The Martian, number two, Goosebumps, number three, Crimson Peak. Here we go. The top 10 films this weekend, last weekend, not this weekend, in reverse order. At number 10, Maze Runner with the Scorch Trials. Yeah, keep it going, man. Keep it going. Number... (laughs) Is that how you start? (laughs) 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 Number nine, a film called Woodlawn. Woodlawn? Anybody? Don't nod at me. Do you know what that is? You're like, yeah, woodlawn. <laughs> Grass. <laughs> Number eight, Sicario. Still there. Okay. Number seven, The Intern. Down 61%. Number six, ha, Tanro Pan. Tanro! Number five, Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> Duh. Here we go. Top four films. All the four films we've been talking about. What order did they come in though, guys? I'll tell you what. Goosebumps, Number baby. four, Crimson Peak. Oh! All of us, other than Nate, had that in our top three. That means we're all wrong, other than Nate. Number three, Bridge of Spies. Guess uh, what, Nate? What? You said number three, Bridge of Spies. Mm -hmm. Number two, (laughs) The Martian. Guess what, Nate? What? You said The Martian. (laughs) Number one, Goosebumps with 23 million. Guess what, Nate? You predicted the top three movies. I'm the belle of the ball. You've won a voucher to Changdu. <laughs> Spicy Szechuan chicken ad. Thank you, Changdu. Changdu. I can't feel my face anymore. I think that might Changdu. be our, Changdu. I think that might be our first official all three correct potentially. Well done, Great job, man. Thanks. I'm like You're welling up. up. I'm so proud. You really hit the mark with goosebumps. You said it. It makes me so exquisitely happy. It seems strange though Because you're right You're right with the logic Of it's getting to spooky season But you think Crimson Peak Would be higher than number four That's a bad opening For Crimson Peak But he went the kid You said you mentioned About kids and Halloween And Goosebumps last week I think Sounds Yeah you did Yeah so you fucking 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 nailed it So what do we reckon What's coming out this week We've got Goosebumps 
What's coming out though this week? Uh, we've got Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. The Last Witch Hunter. The Last Witch Hunter. Suffragette. Suffragette. And Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. And right. remember, well, I never go. The, f- the numbers of uh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, I never go first, so I'm going to go first this time. All right. You ready? Yes. Paranormal Activity number one. Boom. Wow. Look it in. Fact. Always. Fact. Uh, number two, Goosebumps. Ooh. Ooh. Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's really about, can Steve, you know, are people, do people have good enough taste to go see Steve Jobs now and stop seeing The Martian? I'm going to, I'm going to have some faith in people and say Steve Jobs are number three. Realistically, it might be number four, but I'm going to have faith. That's wow. That's me right there. Paranormal activity, goosebumps, Steve Jobs. What we got? Who's next? Who's up? Bring it. I, I'll go. Or, do right. you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, just going to, I'll just say, yeah, paranormal activity. Goosebumps is going to have a really strong second week because it's Halloween. Yeah, but yeah, let's put that in second. I'm just going to go the exact same as you, our Steve Jobs up at the. All right, all right. Um, interesting. I I just assumed Steve Jobs would be number one, but now that I'm thinking about Halloween again, I'll say Paranormal Activity is number one. But then I'll definitely go Jobs number two. I'll go number three for Goosey Babies. Can he win two weeks in a and row? And number four. No, that's it. Just the top three. <laughs> oh. Number five. Number ten. <laughs> oh, we're just doing three. We come back an hour later. Right. He's still going. Then I'd say uh, Lonely Road by. <laughs> and a number 357. And now. Gone with the wind. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it played in Michigan at the Rialto <laughs> Theater on Maine. All right. Uh, let's move on. Okay. We have a mini, a mini section here. This week, very small one, very okay. quickly. Because uh, I want to, at some point, maybe bump out something we do okay. uh, every week. Um, my diatribe at the beginning for one, or my lead into Alex's Chris Pratt give us some money. Because there's five minutes we could be talking about something more interesting than me painting a line. Hey, I think you got to commit to it just a little bit longer so I get get it quicker. So you get it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> that was only a couple of seconds pause. It was good. Little, yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a topic and I want to talk about something I want to be talking about for a while and I've been collecting it here and it was under $1 million films. Oh, cool. And very quickly. I don't, I don't know what to say other than I want to point out some of what's possible because I feel, you know, we, we're filmmakers and part of the reason we started this podcast because we want to talk about filmmaking things and yeah. just help each other, inspire other people and inspire ourselves and hopefully people, you know, can support us and we can support them. And I think when I, so when I grew up and I went to uh, uh, film school, I wanted to make a feature film. Mm-hmm. And this was at the cusp of digital stuff, just beginnings. So it was a lot harder than now. Yeah. And I was told factually, I was laughed at by my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> reenactment. That wasn't what actually happened. Yeah. Oh. But that was a reenactment. Um, and they told me, you factually cannot make a movie for under a million pounds. So that's about one and a half wow. million dollars. You cannot do it. it can't be done. And they I said, scoffed at you. Yes, it can be done. You scoffed at yeah. And guess what? 10 years later, proving them wrong. In your fucking face, guys. Oh, and it took me a decade. <laughs> <laughs> the real question should be, can you make a good movie? The real question should be, can you make a good movie for under a million dollars? I'll tell you what, you can definitely yeah. make a movie. You can, for you can do it. So I made a little list here. And this is one of, we, uh, in the Tessellate Batcave here, we have a shelf, which is not yet up, but it was, well, it is up. There it's it is. in the wrong place. Um, and it's going to have our inspirational movies. Uh, it has my favorite movies. It has films that I just think are good inspiration for the kind of thing we want to make. But then it has a section which are just the under a million dollar movies. And these are the movies that are the no fucking excuse movies. Because many of these films, some are just on the cusp, just at one million. Yeah. 
to be honest, a couple of these are at one million, like ten thousand. So have you okay. gone? Uh, these have made million dollars or pounds here? Dollars. Okay. So this is okay. less. Yeah, yeah, less. Yeah, 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 brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Significantly um, in your yeah. face, TJ. This is like six hundred thousand pounds. And this is start to finish. Start to finish. I mean, yeah, with marketing that could All be a right, different yeah, thing. Sure, sure. You never distribution really might put some money. But to make the movie, yeah. to get your movie done, finish it off, get that post done, uh-huh. and then you give it to your distributors with a rape you in the ass with the fifty percent off the top for the rest of the time. <laughs> Here we go. It's truthy. Can you make a good movie with it? Here we go. Okay. Brick. Swingers. Sorry. Swingers. (laughs) Clerks. Rubber. Following. Napoleon Dynamite. Mean Creek. Blue Valentine. Rocky. The Raid. Once. The Battery. Halloween. Paranormal Activity. Spring. Pie. Monsters. The Evil Dead. Mad Max. Night of the Living Dead. The Blair Witch Project. The three that you have. What do you have? Blue Ruin. After uh, Earth. After Earth. And... Something else that we're I don't know. Bethany stole them. There are many, many more. <laughs> this is a great selection of fucking great movies. Yeah. All of them are great films. All for very different reasons. We have, you know, Blue Valentine in there. We have Clerks. Now, a lot of Can people I come in... Can I ask you, do you know what the lowest one is on that list? The lowest one on this list is Paranormal Activity for $15,000. yeah, cool. I don't have exact numbers <laughs> for Rubber, I don't think. Is that um, also the highest grossing then? Yeah, that will be because that's the highest, the highest grossing return? independent movie of all time. Wow. Uh, the originally it was um, uh, yeah, uh, Halloween, and then Blair Witch stole that crown, and then Paranormal mm-hmm. Activity stole that crown. Um, yeah, so these, these are all, you know, you have Christopher Nolan in there, his first film following. Um, obviously, Kevin Smith, how he's built his empire, was off of that, just maxing out credit cards. Now, I'm not saying people should just go and steal all the money that most people do. Blue Ruin, beautiful film, very mature, wonderful film, costs $400,000 to make, and it's gorgeous. One of the best looking films. Just shot on the C300, nothing special. Uh, I think we have Blue Now, a lot of people... Yeah. Uh, a lot of people complain with me with this list of, yeah, but what about inflation on these movies? Guess what? We have digital cameras now. It doesn't cost you half as much as it used to to do this stuff. Um, so I think that negates it. I really do. I think the inflation is negated by digital technology um, and what you can do with different cameras and at home, uh, particularly for post as well. The post functionality for many of these with film was expensive. For me, incredibly inspiring. Yeah. Like some of yeah my favorite movies ever made are on that list. But you know what? Dude, a million dollars is still a lot of fucking money. Yep, it is. But not in the movie world. And I'm yeah. just saying for kids now, like, you know, if people are out there and they're trying... So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a talent. Like a lot of these movies, like I say, Paranormal Activity, 15,000. Monsters yeah. was made for about 100,000. Um, once was made for what was that? That was a tiny amount of money. Um, yeah, rubber's made for like nothing at all. Um, you can there's, you can do it. Like you yeah, can do it's it. It's doable. There's really no reason not to make a movie. Just, and there just are understand what there. your restrictions are. Yeah. Understand what they are. Um, get out there. Get a camera. Get something shit. It doesn't matter. Like get buy a second. Borrow a DSLR from someone. Just borrow a vaguely yeah. and good DSLR. Go out. Make a short film. Get into some festivals. Get people talking to you. Get a little bit of money and just be aware of what you, what you're doing. Like, don't try and make fucking Inception when you have five hundred thousand or three hundred thousand or even a million. Uh, just be smart. All these people on this list are smart. Now, admittedly, a lot of them are horror films because that's the smartest way to make money and to start being a producer and to make mm. enough money to make other films. Uh, but not, you know, there's an alarming amount on there which aren't a lot of in- intimate movies mm-hmm. um, yeah. as well. And it doesn't mean all of these made tons of money some right. of them made astronomical once was actually one of the biggest money makers and now that's a huge musical theater piece as mm. well so he's reaped in tons of money for that one um 
but yeah, I just wanted to spread a little bit of nah, dude, that's get people cool. excited yeah. that you can do shit these days. So when I was growing up, you were hit down and told you can't do it. And don't don't use the excuse of yeah, you need to have a red epic or you need an Alexa or anything like that. Like rubber is the film on this list was shot with a five D. And wow. you can see that on the cinema and it looks beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Weird as fuck film, but looks great. Yeah, man. Um anyone want to add anything? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing, man. It's uh, you know, yeah. Sorry, yeah, go. Oh, I was just—I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but like at Vancouver, like the short films were so fucking strong. You look at these short films and you think like, and everyone always asks the same question after every screening, like, "What happens to it? Where's it gonna go? What's the market?" And everyone was always like, "Well, you know, it's more like a calling card. There is no real market for short films." Blah 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 blah. Those like. There's so much potential for people like, you know, who are like scrapping together, doing awesome shorts. Like, I just, yeah, it's just like there's got to be a mechanism for those, for that, that group, you know, like those yeah, hot, like yeah. young hustlers mm-hmm. trying to come up. Yep. Just, yeah. Just I believe mean, in what you're doing and don't give yourself excuses and be smart about what your restrictions are. Like look yeah. at your surroundings and see what do you have? What do you have to tell a story with? Yeah. Tell a story. Um, anyway. All right. So now we're going to move on to my favorite bit of the quiz. Nope. My favorite bit of the podcast, the quiz. My favorite ah. bit of the quiz, the podcast. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a bit different this week as it is every week because I like to mix stuff up. I said last week I ordered some things in for this, for this quiz. Do you remember? Oh, you did say that. I got him. Did you just read what the quiz was? Nope, I didn't. Good, because I left my pages down. Uh, so we learned something about Nate today. He's one failing. He only has one. Because he's a man of many, many uh, powers. And vices. Uh, but we learned something. Now, I have to run to the restroom. Oh, you do? <laughs> I've drunk a lot of water. Go, go. So if we'll you two riff. could just vamp for a second. That'd be great. Vamp. 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 So uh, Nate and I are going to play a little game. Um, it's called... He's going to touch my balls. <laughs> It's called, uh, it's called, I'm going to interview you, Nate. All right. But you can be anyone you want. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, uh, can you tell me your name? Nathan. And how old are you? 27. Great. And, uh, if, if you, if, if, if you, if you could pick, if you could pick an ice cream, yeah. uh, uh, what flavor ice cream would you pick? Pistachio. Pistachio? Yeah. You like nuts, do you? Salty ones. You like nuts? <laughs> oh, God. I said, do you like nuts? Yeah. Someone's alarm's going off. Do you hear that? I do. I don't know. Al's on a timer to go to the toilet. All right, now I'm going to interview <laughs> you, and you can be anyone you want. Okay. So, good afternoon. And your name is? Hello, I'm Tanro. <laughs> okay, and Tanro, can you tell us how you how you came to be here today? I got a plane. <laughs> <laughs> you got on a plane, huh? Yes. Where'd you Where'd you come from? I came from London and Tokyo, and now I'm going to Amsterdam. <laughs> and then before that, where were you? London. Okay. <laughs> hey guys, Tanro's back. Yeah. What happened? Did Hi I, guys. Things got really weird while you were gone. Did, did, have we let this podcast get away from us? Uh, we did a bit of an interview. Happened. Talked about Nate's nuts. Oh, nice. 
So no, we're back on track then. <laughs> All right, we're going to do the quiz. Uh, last week, well, I think we had a roaring success with uh, what I lied to you, but we don't have enough of us this week. And it was a fuck of a lot of work for me to think up all those convincing lies. <laughs> <laughs> so, instead, we have something different that I'm just going to get something I need for right now. Okay, so this was here originally we go. Back to the map. Oh, the two of you uh, were going to be doing this. Now I'm part of the quiz. All right. But to do it, I'm going to need one of these. A kazoo. Was I allowed to say that? A kazoo. Good. I kept these in the packaging so when you use them you would realize that they're fresh and just for you but so originally what was going to happen nice simple quiz they were going to be theme tunes from movies and you had to kazoo them to each other and guess what they were okay Um, and the person who got the most right got the point right now Nate revealed something to me now Nate I have to do something for about five seconds okay Um, so can you just uh, reveal to Alex what you revealed to me? Um, at drama school, yeah, it was discovered that not only do I have no natural music talent, yeah, but also that my short-term memory for yeah. music mm-hmm. was, was to say subpar would be uh, an exaggeration in the wrong direction. Okay. Um, it was non-existent. I have no musical memory. Um, have you been treated for this? No, um, I haven't, although I've been thinking and exploring different options. Um, if you played for me, Alex, a yeah. uh, three notes in succession mm-hmm. at, at a certain pace, uh, a yeah. timing, yes. I think they call it, I would not be able to replicate what you did. Could we put that into practice? Um, I can earnestly do I my did best. It and did you? Yeah. It is, uh, you will find that I have no musical memory whatsoever. Okay. So I'm back. How are we going to play this game? I'm going <laughs> to play some movie scores because basically, you were going to do it, but you, uh, know, you don't get to wrap your lips around this anymore. Yeah, but you got two kazoos. Yep. Uh, I'm going All to right. do some movie scores. Thanks, Nate. Uh, should we play? Do you want to play as the first person to get it right, or should we get? Then you get one. You know, we can play, and I can just or... lose. That's fine. I, I'm cool with that. These are all really easy. Cause okay. I'm starting off really easy because okay. it's very hard to do scores. Because I, I had a bunch that I knew, and then I played you one. You didn't know, it, and I was like, oh, okay, I've got two obscure. So let's just go easy okay. this week. All right, we can go. We can do a deeper cut next week. Okay, but should we do it? Um, so you have to wait to the end and then you both get a guess or should we do these you can jump in a bunch and then it's first person I'd say who first person jump in gets the cake now I learned something about a kazoo I got it and I started blowing nothing <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah, so right. I thought oh there's a thing that you need to pierce so I pierced that <laughs> broke it doesn't work oh. you just gotta hum Jurassic Park. Oh, fuck. I just <laughs> got it. Damn it. Yeah, you're right. Point one to Nate. Nate, can I'm you please The point? man with no music out Has anyone got a pen or something? No. No. No pen. Just remember your points. But I'd Don't say, because, okay, should we shout it or should we say got it and then No, just shout it. Okay. I, yeah, I should have shouted. it. I'm trying to pick. It's hard. I have to remember tunes and then just do bits of them. So this is a bit of a mess. Okay. Movie two. I have no idea. Uh, okay, Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, what is that? Do it again. Hang on. 
I've actually I've got them in my ear while I do this. <laughs> Otherwise, it's too. Game of no. What is Superman, it? zoom zoom. I don't want to give. I don't want to do anything else from the tune. So I'm just doing part of it. Oh, that actually sounded really nice. <laughs> That's what a different instrument is doing in my ear. Oh, it's not. not star wars is it no, no. maybe what star wars is it what you're halfway there oh i need to say which revenge one revenge of the sith i'll take it it's any of the prequels that is okay. the theme ah. from the prequels the ah. tune that remember when we all heard it we're like oh no it's good yeah, the original yeah. star wars but then it did become quite iconic yeah, yeah that was a nice one yeah, no, I That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I felt like you cashed the taunt, like the feeling. Thank you, thank you. All right, all right. Here we go. Uh, just give me a second. One, one. We're neck and neck. Two, three. Amiga. I've got to go to my peaceful places. <laughs> I can't make those noises. I've got to change key for this, I think. Is it an animation? No. <laughs> no. I can stop being full of the hype. Are we getting this one? No. 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 That was The Promise by Michael Nyman for the piano. Ah. Wouldn't have gotten it, though. Never. Want to go that? No? No. All right, hang on. Let me cue up up some more. How's this going? It's going on. It's great. (laughs) I love it. I love watching you play the kazoo. (laughs) It's nice. I get to be involved. I have to take the earphones off. (laughs) Is it too loud? (laughs) It's pretty loud. Indiana Jones. Yep. Fucking I even tried to take the bit that wasn't too obvious. Nice. nice and nice. Uh, plus Nate, Nate looked at that one. Because <laughs> yeah, that was I meant did. to be one he was going to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so doubly, doubly bad. Watch out, we're on 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. I'm just enjoying this. Let's just do this one that long. 
<laughs> the central it's face. Definitely melancholy. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> I wish the viewership could see. Al has these eyes covered so he can't look at his. <laughs> look, guys, if you don't want the point, <laughs> he's hiding his passionate face. It's really hard. I love this tune. That's the, that's the face of a man making love to a kazoo. I can't get it. <laughs> I feel like I'm on Car Talk the way I've started like belly laugh. Welcome to Car Talk. Let me skip to another bit. Oh man, that is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty skillful though. I gotta one, say, I've, ne- I've, lit- I've never affair. heard a kazoo sound that good. Like honestly, I've never. <laughs> It sounds kind of old-fashioned, I would bet. Like something. Well, yeah, we talked about this film earlier in the podcast. Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. I love to sit and sit around humming it. You know, getting it. Oh man, it's a Baz Mad- Luhrmann Ma- film. Romeo and Juliet. There you go. Oh, yeah, you die. Three to one. Three to one. And however many more I feel like doing. So yeah, who knows whose game this it is? is. Great. This is so great. why don't we just stop it here, huh? No, uh, but uh-huh. we need to watch him do that All more. Right. <laughs> Your points are going to start stacking up there, bud. All right, here we go. Dancing. There's <laughs> another one that they had earlier, so you should really be getting this. <sighs> Titanic? No. I'm trying to remember, what was it, 12 Candles or something? Was like a... No, that was uh, Who Wants to Live Forever by Queen oh. for Highlander. Oh, also used in the score. I say that's a couple points for you, Al. I'd say two points for you because that was passion play. Yeah, that was. Thank you. I think you should get a huge number of points for this whole round, frankly. Some beautiful fun. kazooing. Fun. I've never heard a kazoo. I'm just glad we don't have a lawyer. Do that. We'd be in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know what this kind of reminds me of? is like young Frankenstein. What, him playing the kazoo or the music? <laughs> <laughs> the music. <laughs> oh, this is fucking... Dude, dude, dude. I know that. I know that. Is it a horror film? Yes. 
very classic horror film. Quite a big one. Scream? Oh, fucking, I've lost my, I've lost my node. Friday the 13th? No. Halloween? Amityville Horror. I know that. I know that. I'm doing the main theme. I'm not doing the one that will make you guys get it. I'm doing the main theme. Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm just saying them all. Yes, but you're just saying stuff. Oh, so yeah, no, no, point. Point. no point, no point, no point, no point, no point. How about a point for me? Because he's cheap. yeah, you have a point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What. That was a good one. Right? It was my run off street. All right, um, yeah, thanks. All right, we're just gonna do a couple. I thought more. you were playing a different tune. I didn't just even do a know. I wonder if I put this right up to my neck, if it'll like hear my heartbeat. Eighties, nineties, or thousands? Nineties. Uh, Back to the Future. Franchise? One of the greatest songs of all time. It's hard to do it along to the tune. I might just be making it up now. I'm not going to lie. I think I was more accurate with my first time. What was it? It was the Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. It always makes sense after you say it. Yeah. That should be all you need. Was that just a, like an old-fashioned trumpet? Should be yeah, all it's you like need. calling in the... Uh, if I give yeah. anything else, we're getting me at least. Here come the cavalry! <laughs> King Kong. All right, I'm going to do it. It's going to be the first person to shout it. You ready? <laughs> yeah. What are we on? Three, two. Star yeah. Wars. Superman. Oh. There you go. There you go. All right, I think that's the end of the quiz because I think Alex is so far in the lead. So far, you're the clear winner. <clears throat> no um, more kazooing is going to save you. Uh, so, well done, Alex. That's one point for you. Gracias. Do you remember what does that bring you to? Uh, am I. You're taking off, man. No, yeah. I think. I'm either, levels you I'm either out. still a point behind Nate or we're No, I think it levels you. I think yeah. the, oh, I think the uh, guests, ah, I think the guests are two points ahead. Yeah. And you two are even with like four or something. I think it's like four, six, guess. four, four, six, I think. But we'll double check for next week. Well, there you have it. There you go. That was a quiz. Thank you. Hope that wasn't too Well done. No, that, that was, was beautiful kazooing and your expressions and sensuality. <laughs> Thank you. For, it, uh, uh, yeah. um, There's a little magic that happened in the studio today. Yeah. So I want to do my indie shout out this week. And it was actually a news item which Nate left off pretty sleepy. But I didn't bring it up because I was going to bring it up for the indie. Okay. So it worked out nicely. Hey, All right. Hey, high five. Look how that worked out. Um, this is for the Friday the 13th video game. Booyah. I watched the trailer for this. So this game was announced last year as Summer Camp. And it was going to be a series of video games made by an independent company called something. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, and they were going to make each chapter was going to be based around a different sort of video game theme because they had none of the licenses. So it was going to be the first one. 
mm-hmm. know, Jason style, uh, you know, the summer camp. Um, and they're going proper 80s style and the original trailer was all VHS cassette and stuff and really, really cool and they got people excited but very frustrated of, wow, why didn't they actually make a Jason game like this? Sure. Then Sean S. Cunningham, who was the creator, producer, director of the original Friday the 13th and still producer of everything. Uh, well, no, Michael Bay bought it and so I guess he doesn't do it anymore. But anyway, the okay. original creator. He wanted to create a Friday the 13th game and he still had the right, rights to do that, I believe. Uh, so he announced they were going to do a Friday the 13th game. Uh-huh. Guess what? What? Those two things have become one. Oh. Oh, Gun Media, I think, was the name of the okay. original company. Um, they've joined up. Summer Camp is now the official Friday the 13th video game. You play as Jason. It's a 4v1 kind of like Evolve game where you have people playing the campers and people uh-huh. playing Jason stalking the campers. This is the exact game in my head I wanted as a kid. I mean, I wanted all the franchises crossed over and you could kind of, you know, jump into the Elm Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's on Kickstarter right now. Just Google Kickstarter Friday the 13th. It'll come right up. They wanted $700,000. They're at about 450000 now. So they've been going for like three days, I think, or four days. Um, so they've got time, but they definitely need your help. And please, for love of God, make it, make it happen. Because it's not only is it coming on PC, it's coming on Xbox One and PS4. Um, I'm forgetting the date now. I think it's at the end of 2016 or it's in 2017 2017 maybe i'm not sure but it looks fucking great and so you just have up. to stalk the the campers and, and kill them yeah they haven't released their older details but what's really exciting is every like so many people are on this so tom savini you know the makeup artist he's mm-hmm. like it's weird because it's digital obviously but he's he's on board to help with the effects mm-hmm. however that would work design them i guess mm-hmm. keep them true to the original you got sean s cunningham he's on board to keep things on on you know how it should be uh-huh. you've got fucking kane hodder everyone's favorite jason uh from uh jason six seven eight and nine and ten i want to say uh everyone's favorite he's playing jason they're mocapping him to ah. do the jason movements and everything that's cool uh they've got the guy who oh, fucking, i fucking forgot his name which is disgraceful the guy who did the original music the and did all theme and stuff he's uh-huh. on board as well so this did, is gonna you do, be... did you do that on a kazoo I nearly did it actually <laughs> it was on go. my list <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like on the kazoo um, <laughs> he's on board the kazoo just makes me laugh I don't know uh, so yeah it's gonna be fucking great it looks beautiful and yeah, the, I mean, we don't know how it's going to be balanced because presumably everyone want to play Jason, but it looks like they've got some interesting stuff going on with the campers. Uh, so you'll want to play them as well. I'm very hyped. This is the video game now for me to watch. So please, Kickstarter, Friday the 13th. Google it right now. Go give them some money. Um, very, very quickly before we do our outro, Alex, a present came for you in the mail from a Tanro Ishida. Really? Yeah. So you don't have to open it now because it's for you and Bethany. Um, so it's up to you. I think he told me what it was last week. Did he? It's disgraceful. For starters, here are your keys. Ah, uh, thank you. He uh, found them moments before you got here. Yeah, I was in a panic. In his pants. I was in a panic. I lost your keys. So I actually whoa, blacked whoa, out. out. Oh, okay. Because this came through, I was and I blacked it out. Because inside, here's how stupid Amazon are. They, they packaged it up, and then they put the little note he wrote. So I'm going to read it to you from Tamara, so you can imagine he's here right now. Oh, wow. Tamara. My beloved Alex and Bethany. Is that what it's, is this, are you reading this real? Yeah. Congratulations on your anniversary. Oh, that is Friends very Tanro. sweet. Tanro, if you are listening to this podcast, thank you, you sweet, wonderful man. I'm sorry I did an impression of you earlier. <laughs> but then underneath, <laughs> this is what Amazon does. Inside this, don't look at it too carefully because I blacked it out. It tells you what the present is right there. It just says it. They just write it on it. So um, I had to black that out. I'm sure it's a wonderful uh, cast of it's a girdle. Tanro's junk. 
Um, Very cool. Coincidentally, I'm going to give you this last week. I got this you this like three weeks ago, four weeks ago in San Francisco. That was a little present I got for you when I was there. Oh my god! Later. All right. <laughs> that is awesome. There you go. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I have no idea if it fits, but there you go. Um, oh. Hey, Nate. I've been uh, this week. I've had a real hankering for a spicy meat, probably chicken. Anywhere else oh, yeah? you go? Yeah. Oh man, nowhere comes to mind. Well, actually, wait, hold on, hold on. There, were, there was one, one place. Um, it's a little spot. Yeah, what's it called? Well, before I tell you what it's called, let me just tell you, it's located what on it Valley does. Boulevard in the Alhambra District. And their name is Chengdu Taste. Chengdu. Changwu. Chengdu. Chengdu. Oh. And they have really, really good Chinese food. Szechuan style. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited too. And if you walk in to yeah. Chengdu Taste, Chengdu. You, well, you'll first be immediately greeted by your friendly host or server. They'll take you to a table. Mm-hmm. It was one of a kind. Tell me more. Your date might send you a glance like, thanks for taking me to such a classy joint. Mm-hmm. Look back at her and say, thanks for what's got to happen later tonight when both our mouths are numb. <laughs> From the noodles that we're about to eat. And then, boom, before you know it, ba da 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 da, a bowl of Chengdu, Chengdu, mung bean noodles slap onto your lap, and things start to get spicy. Start, oh! Don't worry, you won't get hurt too bad. It'll still feel good when your face is on fire and your nuts are murdered. Where is this place again, McDonald's? Why don't you check it out? Chengdu taste. Chengdu taste. The door just opened. By itself. This is the start of a horror movie. I am Chang-Du. <laughs> <laughs> no! no! You've taken my name in vain yeah. too many times. Oh, it's your that? fucking chair. <laughs> it's the fucking chair, man. It got us last week with uh, Tamro. Okay. And it's creepy, creepy chair. I did my Chang-Du shout out. But we cannot do it next week because people, if they are listening, are going to get so fucking sick of that. Mm-hmm. No one's listening. We're fine. Okay. We definitely, if they were, we lost them on this one. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's that's us. Uh, basically, if you want to get an idea for that, I'll be no tend on out. Uh, next week is our Halloween spooky special. That was a, a monkey is, having sex. Nate is choking right now. <laughs> Uh, yes, we'll be back next week. Uh, yeah, we will. So we were going to be up on the feeds this week on iTunes, which we could be uh, could do. But our man Nooch, who is sorting out all of our stuff, warned us uh, to because our, our website is is literally on the cusp right now. Um, next uh, by Halloween, it will be up. And he said, if we do it now, it's got to root for our moviemurmurs dot com. That's where you go right now, moviemurmurs dot com. And then we'd have to switch over the RSS feeds. Which would be a nightmare to do. And so, just, we uh, yeah, we'll so we wait. So we wait. So we're waiting. it's up, and then we'll be on. Um, well, and you can get all the retrospective stuff, all the goodies. Yeah, all the good stuff, all the, the all the early episodes. The really ones where we took, you know, we talk for an hour rather than two hours every single time like we do these days. <laughs> we gotta rein it in, guys. It's We're getting quiz. a little crazy. I've made the quizzes too long. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't know. I apologize. But they're more fun now, I find. Do you think the quizzes are more fun? The whole you fucking know, thing is more fun. I feel like a lot of people who listen to this are like, going to bed. Yeah. So by this they point, just we're just like you hey, direct channel hey, to their hey, subconscious. Yeah. Everyone have a nice sleep out there. We're glad we couldn't desist.
Hope you didn't have any fun. We're just in their dreams right now. <laughs> That's us. We're geeks. We'll be back geeks, next week. You can geeks. follow us online at we are Tesselate two S's, two L's. I'm Mr. L White. I'm Nathan Hertz. I'm Alexander Char. And we're out. <laughs>